Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, Project Manager 101s, part one of two. In today's cast, we explain the basics of how to have one-on-ones with project team members who don't report to you. Here we go. I find it really interesting at conferences. We have, of course, we have a lot of managers come, but we have a lot of folks. They're not in in a traditional manager role in the sense that they don't write the review of the individual and they're in a project management role. So, which is a little bit different. And they're always wondering, can I do one-on-ones or should I do one-on-ones with those who are on my team that don't necessarily report to me in the sense that I I don't write the reviews. I don't give them uh, performance evaluations. I don't, I don't uh, give them raises and that kind of stuff. And right. our answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think that, do they actually come to you and say, look it, or do they say, hey, or look, or <laughs> <laughs> the famous Ozanism, look it. Um, yeah, it is, you know, it, it's funny. I, I think the rise of tech organizations has caused the matrix organization, I think there are many young people in the world that simply believe that matrix organizations are the same as hierarchical organizations, right? They just, they don't have any other experience. I'm not, not casting aspersions on them at all. I'm just saying if you've, if you've been in a large corporation for three or five years and what you know is a matrix, that's not a purely hierarchical organization. And I think a lot of organizations are going to matrices, and I think somewhat ineffectively. And in many cases, um, we've shared our, our views on on matrices. But yeah, they they absolutely say, "Hey, my the role, the relationship is a little bit different. Can I do one on ones? Or maybe they don't even ask, can I do one on ones? They say, how do I how do I get good results? How do I manage this thing that's the project when I don't have any power? And what what I hope people don't hear us saying is that. Well, you need power because, you know, we've said before, there are three types of power in organizations, role power, uh, expertise power, and relationship power. And the role power that we have is very limited, and yet most managers far overuse it, right? So, yeah, one-on-ones, our one-on-ones were built for manager and direct, but the, the process absolutely works in a matrix for standard uh, project team member, project manager relationships. It works great. We just make some changes. Right. And so today we're going to walk through it because it, although it works great, there are some some things that uh, we've discovered that make it more effective in this kind of situation. And we just wanted to share yeah. that with folks. But we also have to say the full, we have to do the full Monty caveat, which is just because now many project managers are starting to learn about one-on-ones through us. And then they're going to say, okay, good. Now I want to do this with my boss. <laughs> the answer is no, you cannot. Um, you, we don't recommend you try to create one-on-ones with your boss ever. Um, we have something we recommend to do that called a professional update, which by the way is not that much different than a PM03, project manager one-on-one. But please don't think that you finally found the manna from heaven and then therefore try to move up from cloud nine to cloud 10 because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's how. Let, let's talk about the agenda for today. Number one, the biggest point we need to make is that the key difference in PMO3s, project manager one-on-ones, is we apply the 15-15 agenda rule rather than the 10-10-10 rule. 
Number two, we do recommend we follow the basic principles about focusing on the direct, regularly scheduled, rarely missed, 30 minutes long. Your cubicle or the phone is fine. We do, number three, we recommend you follow most early rollout guidance in terms of introducing it in a meeting if you can, inviting your team members by email and offering more than enough times for everybody on the project team to get scheduled. There are some minor differences. Uh, it is more of an update. It's somewhat less personal. And we only recommend it during a project. We get emails every once in a while. Okay, I've finished my project. Do I still keep doing one-on-ones with this person? That would quickly get out of hand, obviously. We don't recommend that. And then the last point we're going to make is that you may get pushback. This is not a widely accepted idea. It works, but it's not widely accepted. So we'll talk about getting pushback from the team member and also from the team member's manager at the end of the show. Okay, so let's get to the first point. Key difference here is that we're going to give, we're going to do these these one-on-ones, 15 minutes for, not the direct, for your team member, actually, and then right. 15 minutes for you, as opposed to the 10, 10, 10, the last 10 being about the future. And we're just going to, we're going to leave that off in these one-on-ones. Yeah. Associates who are assigned to us on projects aren't pure directs. So we don't have a one-on-one that's identical to a normal one-on-one. The, the big difference is really flies out of an easy, an easy conclusion, which is because they're not our directs and we don't have much, if any, frankly, say in what their future will be, right? I mean, we're not the person that is beholden to the organization and through which the organization speaks to the direct regarding the direct's future. Right. But you're not saying the future's not going to come up though, right? That, I mean, that's possible. No, sure. Look, of course, we'll have suggestions. We'll have insights. And look, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll suggest that, that uh, there's a way that you can have a lot of input in terms of uh, um, giving feedback to their, to their line manager uh, regarding their performance. So, so it'll come up. We're just not going to schedule that every week. And, and remember now, remember that our 10-10-10 rule is built on a fundamental premise that 80% of the time, most managers and directs in the standard 10-10-10 one-on-one will, will uh, go over to 15 minutes. And only about 20% of the time do you spend time talking about the future. However, if you don't schedule that 10 minutes, it never happens. And we have an obligation. And if we just touch on it, you know, every couple of months, we feel much better about the future as it comes racing toward us. We're going to leave that future conversation, the formal future conversation, where the manager, again, is the go-between uh, between the organization and the direct. We're going to leave that up to their line manager. And if their manager isn't doing that, if he or she is not having that, hey, where do you want to be in a year conversation, it really doesn't matter that we might want to do it for them. We probably don't have time and we don't have the leverage again or the influence we need to make a difference. So that's where we get to the 1515. It's, it's, it becomes very much, okay, 15 minutes from you and 15 minutes from me. Now, and look, the meeting is still about the team member. Okay. Not, not the direct, right? That's the distinction manager tools make. A direct is somebody who reports to you, uh, who you, uh, you determine or recommend, uh, based on their, uh, make recommendations regarding their salary, uh, regarding their performance development. Uh, if someone was going to fire them, uh, it would be you. That, that's a manager with a direct, but this, we're talking here about team members. And this meeting is about the team member and it happens within the construct of a project. So in that sense, there really is no future because we're not responsible for it. And, and the, the one-on-one ends the moment the project is done. And, right. and really, 
It's about making them effective in the project. Right. And then the benefits that accrue from that, that's that's really what their manager, their boss is going to take yeah. care of, right? Yeah, we, we hope. We hope. And no, look, we, we believe in positive management. There's no question. Positive management, dare I say it, loving management is the way to be highly effective in the world today. And if their boss doesn't do it, you know, we're sad about that, but we can't manage everybody. Um, we have to we have to deliver our uh, responsibilities as well. And so we're a little bit agnostic about the manager who says, well, I don't really care about my people. And so if you want to do that for them, that's fine. Yeah, but we want to we want to help them, um, and, sure. and and I and I suspect that the <laughs> the best way to help the individual be successful is to make them successful on the project on what we're working yeah. on our project. Be, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, and and the one on one is an effective place to do that. And and how do we do that? How do how do we help this this team member that we happen to have some we have project management responsibilities for? How do we make them effective? How do we use the one-on-one to, to make them effective? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Everybody tries to make things complex, and yet the older I get, the simpler I want things. Maybe maybe my brain cells are declining faster than I'm making new ones. But but the answer is Horstman's Law of Project Management, right, which you and I have talked about many, many times personally, and I, I, I know we have a cast out on it, which is who does what by when. The way we as managers make one of, as project managers, make one of our team members most effective on our project is keeping them on track to meet their deliverables with quality by the deadline. And I'm I'm always surprised that people are searching for new ways to do new software to manage things and so on. That's not, that's not the solution. And look, we're, we're all in favor of software. Mike and I, you know, geez, half of our conversations that are personal are about gadgets and how we can be 1% more efficient, right? But but that is not where the leverage is. The leverage for a PM is to meet deliverables on time with quality, meeting the standard of the deliverable. And that's the job of the project manager. Does that affect our agenda for the one-on-one? Yeah, that's really, I mean, when you think about it, that's why the agenda of the 15-15 is what it is, right? We give them 15 minutes and then we get 15 minutes as the PM. They start with whatever they want. They get 15 minutes to deliver whatever they want. And after that 15 minutes, we get our 15 minutes to get what we need. And look, let's be clear. If the direct wants to chat about their weekend, despite pending deliverables that are in danger, it's fine. It's their 15 minutes. Now, look, if that does happen, we're going to do what makes sense to us, right? We simply take our 15 minutes. We then don't throw that entire half hour away and talk about our weekend, we take our 15 minutes, or at least the vast majority of PMs that we know would do this, and find out where they are on each of their deliverables. Yeah, for most of the PMs that we've talked to that have rolled this out, I mean, these these Matrix 101s, really what they turn into is these 30-minute, you know, status updates. You know, they tell us where they are, kind of what the issues they're facing, where they need help, <laughs> And then, and then we ask questions about the status of the project. What do we need? Where are their pl- what are their plans and where are the deliverables and are they going to make the standards on time? Yeah, it is surprising to me. People do ask us about the PMO3. They, when we've done it in clients, they say, okay, but what else? You know, h- how do I manage this person? And I say, well, I don't, I don't understand. First of all, you're not their manager. You say, well, no, no, how do I project manage them? I said, 
you make sure they meet their deliverables and you ask them how they're doing on things. And frankly, I think the vast majority of projects, now I could be wrong and I'd, we'd love to get mail saying, oh, you're wrong and that, that's fine. We'd love to hear it. Um, we're open to new uh, data and information and ideas all the time. And yet I believe the vast majority of projects, uh, whether they're uh, deemed successful or not, fundamentally begin to fail or cost more money and take more time because we are not managing who is going to do what by when. Who's responsible for this? Is it done? Why is it not done? You know, we, our friend Dan McGuire talked recently about, he asked somebody a direct question, are we on track to meet the deliverable? And the person's answer was correct. It's one of those obfuscations that is classic in project management organizations, right? Where, where there's blaming and, and, and finger pointing and, well, this person didn't do this or that or the other thing. And what we need to do is fix responsibility and we need to check on whether stuff's done. And, it, and it's not unprofessional. It's not micromanaging to do this. Now, now, there are some people who would say, wait, 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 we have a weekly or we have a biweekly project review that does that, right? And, and, and look, you're right. We know many, many projects have those. We've been in the in hundreds of those ourselves, Mike. You you've run them, right? I mean, you, you've sat there and watched people skirmish across the table, right? I've been in the, I've <laughs> I been thought, in the ones. I, where, gonna, <laughs> I sat there and rolled my eyes a lot. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. you've seen it, and I've sat yeah. at the other end of the table in your project meetings and watched people skirmish back and forth. And 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 it's funny how nobody looks at anybody else when they're skirmishing with them. They're looking down at their papers or whatever. In those skirmishes, you know, they don't get resolved in the meeting, right? What happens is as project manager or somebody senior on the team goes out and has individual conversations with the folks involved, finds out what the issues are, and then works with the respective team members to resolve it. Yeah. And what we're suggesting is do that in one-on-ones. I mean, prevent those issues from happening by having one-on-ones with your team members. In fact, I, I, two things that I've noticed regarding this is one, when those individual conversations happen, they're very different, right? There, there's less, there's less fear of being in trouble because I'm not being in trouble in front of the rest of the project team. And we've actually had people come to us and say, well, Mark, what, what you guys need to do is you need to figure out a way to make those project meetings successful. And we're reminded of Edmund Wilson saying years ago, uh, I, I'm sorry, but there's no evidence that human nature has changed in the last a thousand years, let alone the last 10,000, let alone the last hundred thousand years. You're not going to change organizational human behavior in meetings where there is a potential for being shamed or being caught uh, out and being uh, embarrassed in front of others. People are going to be defensive. You can't do it there. It has to happen in one-on-ones. The other point that we that I've heard from a few people that I thought was brilliant, they say, Mark, I just think of my one-on-ones as the pre-wire for my project manager meetings right? For the project meetings. I, I, I'm just finding out what where things are. And then when I look at the, when we're getting ready for the project meeting, after I've had my one-on-ones, I go, oh, it's the same person. He's always behind on stuff. I need to have another conversation with him and say, look, I hate to say it, but when we do the roll-up, your name is going to come up four times as being late. And I'm not going to ask you to defend yourself. I'm just going to mention your name and say, Rob, you're late on that. You need to come see me. And, and the way to solve that is get your stuff done before the meeting and turn it from red to green. And it's amazing how many things get done in the 48 to 72 hours before before a project meeting. And look, you can't give feedback in the project meeting, right? Or at least we don't recommend it. I mean, there I suppose there are plenty of PMs that, that do. And you and I both have as well. We, we, it wasn't feedback, right? But people sure felt like we gave them some information that they didn't right, want to hear. Right. Yeah. There are too many times in those project meetings Empty, empty moments, basically. Everybody knows what's going on. Nobody wants to say it out loud. 
right? And to your point, you have that happen. You have, you eliminate those moments by having the one-on-ones. And frankly, my, my take on behavior, um, reading another book relative to organizational behavior right now. And, and, uh, I, I gotta tell you, it's absolutely true. Teams do not behave. Members of teams behave. If you want to change the team's results, you got to change the team's behavior. And that happens individually. We change them one at a time. That's why we have PMO3s. Yeah, and I, I don't want to leave everybody with the impression that this is simply about resolving conflict that shows up in, in the meeting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, if I did, I apologize. And you touched yeah. on this lightly. I just want to reiterate it a little bit. Um, sometimes the issue is not the conflict that, that's in the meeting. The issue is the conflict that exists that you're not aware of as a project manager. There are many folks who are completely uncomfortable with raising issues in a meeting amongst their peers. They don't want to create conflict. They know there's some tension around that particular issue. And so what they do is, unfortunately, they stifle their input. They don't speak out loud. And if you don't give them an option to share that with you, to have a relationship and be in a place where they can share with you that conflict with which they're uncomfortable, you're unaware. And if you're unaware, you can't resolve it. And one-on-ones is a beautiful place, particularly for those people, in terms of finding out where the issues are that need to be put on the table that typically are not. I agree. Uh, and um, you, you, you said the magic word, which, were, which many PMs don't really think about, but it's relationships. Um, if you get the right people on your team and you have a great relationship with them, you're not going to have any problem with your project. Funding might get pulled, and okay, fine. There's nothing we can do about that. But, but, uh, or resources may be stolen because of political power plays elsewhere. But the failure of the project won't be because of you and your team members not getting done what needs to get done. And and the PMO3s are just like O3s, standard O3s, in the sense that you build a relationship with someone. It just, you know, it it's uh, it's inevitable. You sit down for half an hour a week and. You begin to know somebody. I, I call this the Dimitri rule, which is when you and I were in school, of course, the, the Russians were the bad guys. Uh, of course, now we have Russian members listening to us, and we get emails from every once in a while saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm using this to change my Russian company. And the Soviet Union were the bad guys. Now, not so much. And we were taught that we didn't like them. They were the enemy. And then a guy named Dimitri moved in next door to me, and I got to know him. And I thought Dimitri was just this really great guy. He had a kid, and uh, he knew my wife and our, our two kids. And uh, it's easy to hate groups. It's much harder to hate individuals. It's, it's easy to be worried about a team. It's much easier. It, and it's also easy to create relationships with each individual on the team. Exactly. So relationships are key, yeah. Yeah, they are absolutely key. Uh, on the other hand, we found that these are more effective. If you have a detailed project schedule and you have deliverables by week, so that yeah. when you meet in the one-on-one, you can talk about those things. Does anybody, in your experience, dude, does, does anybody not have those? If you're a PM and you're meeting with one of the members of your team, don't you have your deliverables, your deadline list? Your, I mean, don't you have the project plan with you? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it, it does happen. It happens too yeah. often. Look, in my PMO organization, we were managing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of projects. And if somebody were to show up to a meeting <laughs> with either the team or their directs, you know, directs in terms of, of, of working on the team project. Team members, yeah, right. And, right. and not have the project plan in front of them with very specific deliverables and dates and owners. I think my head would have spun around <laughs> a yeah. couple times. Yeah, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm amazed that 
people don't realize that if you're talking to a PMO or if you're talking like in your case with, you know, billions of capital employed or, or if you're talking to an EVP and there's a bunch of project managers or we're talking about the project that you're managing, it's okay to be yellow. It really is. It's not okay to be yellow and say, well, we're working on it. Right. It, it, you say, look, look, yeah, we're, we're yellow. I take full responsibility for that. We missed a deliverable last week, which we caught up on, but that delayed us for two days. Here's my plan. We've got three steps. My confidence level is fairly high. And tomorrow I'll know for sure whether or not we're going to deliver. Uh, and if we don't, I'll have another plan at that time. You get an answer like that. I'm, I'm okay with that guy being yellow all the time because he says, okay, I'm yellow. I got to I got to adjust. Yeah, you're right. And if somebody is green all the time and is never yellow, yeah. then, then you got to kind of look a little bit mm-hmm. askance at that and go, well, something, something's not right there. Because that, that just suggests that the world goes perfectly. And yeah. we know that not to be true. <laughs> we know that not to be true. Yeah, look. Okay. So there's nothing wrong, folks, with using the PM 15 minutes, the second half of the half hour, to get detailed status of every darn thing the team member is responsible for in any way. What is the status of X? What is the status of Y? And the answer is not correct, by the way. Um, there are many things that would feel normal in a regular one-on-one with the direct that are a lot less likely to come up in that project management, projects matrix one-on-one. Family and career, the two most common, less likely topics. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But don't, if you're a regular manager and you're also a PM and you feel like they're a little bit less personal, they're supposed to be because your relationship is not supposed to be quite as personal. It certainly can be, but somewhat less personal simply because you're a PM as opposed to an actual manager of this person. Okay, so we, we talked a little bit about the differences in the one-on-ones, but there's a lot of similarities. And other than the 10-10-10, instead using 15-15, the other principles are pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, they're not a direct. Um, we don't say, oh, gosh, they're not a direct, so whoa, where do we start? We're trying to, because work is complex and there's, we all have plenty of deliverables, we're trying to decrease the number or, or minimize the number of moving parts. And look, the first one and the most important one is focus on the direct. That's the heart of a one-on-one because so much of manager direct or PM slash team member, what I say, PMTM, so much of the PMTM relationship is not focused on the team member. It's focused on other things, on outside influences and so on. And, and look, there's enough of a role power difference, even in a project, that if you're going to get good ongoing communication, whether the project is six weeks or six months or six years, you've got to meet frequently with the person, with the team member, and allow their agenda to come first. If we start the half hour and say, here's what I've learned and here's the updates and so on, okay, now what do you have for me? You're going to get less fulsome, less open communication, and they're not going to bring their questions to the table. If we say... It's about the project as opposed to that individual we're meeting with at that time. Not not saying it doesn't benefit the project, but if we tell ourselves it's about the project rather than about this team member, we're going to end up eroding the relationship with the team member because there is no relationship to the project. The project, frankly, doesn't exist, as I've said before. 
So you erode the relationship, and then later that affects the project um, negatively. If we say it's about the tasks, in other words, it's a task management meeting, um, or it's about the deadlines, right? All, all reasonable approaches to a mechanistic world. We, again, erode the relationship, which, again, comes from frequent communication about topics that are of value to the team member. I, I wish it were more complex than that, right? But it, it's not. That's just human behavior one-on-one. And again, human behavior hasn't changed anytime recently and is not going to anytime in the future. We focus on the team member, and, and that means it, because, it's, because it's within construct of the project, it, it'll feel more like a project update. But dedicating the time and allowing the team member's agenda to take priority are really core to the relationship development, open communication, future improvement of results part of the PMO3. Yeah. And because of that, you know, we want them to be regularly scheduled and rarely missed, just like with normal one-on-ones. I mean, the this dedication of time that you're taking and putting aside for the team member is as important to him or her as it is to a manager's directs. In some ways, it's especially reassuring because the connection with us as a PM is much more tenuous. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so so firm scheduling just sends a very strong message to the team member uh, about your commitment to the effort and your commitment to communicating uh, and building that relationship. Yeah. Imagine if you if you had a peer and you went to him or her and said, hey, I'd like to sit down every week and chat about this big project you and I are co-leading. And, and uh, he said, oh, sure, we can talk every week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we fit it in. That's very different than saying, okay, let's schedule it. Let's make it happen. The, the let's schedule it is a very distinctive behavior in organizations that are, of course, at least driven partially by time, which is, which is our greatest decaying cost. Oh, by the way, I guess we need to address time, right? Uh, uh, our general rule for the shortest project that benefits from PMO3s is three weeks. Uh, we get that question every once in a while. We, m- most people think that's probably somewhat short. Yeah. You know, we would have chosen somewhat of a longer duration. We, we Actually, we didn't choose it. We just learned it. When we first started recommending, we actually recommended six weeks. And uh, so many PMs told us that, you know, they got value from the PMO3. They kept lowering their lower limit and kept liking it. They felt like even a month-long project would work. And they found that in about three weeks, projects seemed short enough to be able to manage everything without having weekly meetings. But at two weeks, it's that way. But at three weeks, it's really kind of too long to keep everything in, in our heads and just rely on very short deadlines and, and really assertive reporting processes. Three weeks is when deadlines start getting missed and we don't understand why they were missed and we don't have time to correct it. So we recommend them for three weeks. Now, some of you will say, I, I can't do it. I got too many projects that are three week, four week, five week. Fine. Start PMO3s on your big projects find out how well they work, and then gradually start working them down. Maybe it's a three-month project you start it with or a four-month, and then over time you say, I want to add the three-month project and the two-month project and the one-month project. You, your mileage may vary, but we found that on a lot of PMs, uh, they, they told us three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Also, in terms of the, the length of the one-on-ones, you know, nothing different than our normal one-on-ones, 30 minutes. And just like normal one-on-ones with the manager and direct, an hour is just too long. Folks start to dread them. They, yeah, and they just lose. They lose value. So shorter doesn't feel like there's really any investment being made. So thirty minutes in our experience is probably the sweet spot. You know, it's it's possible for you. It might forty five minutes might be the right number. Yeah, but and for some it's hard to believe. But some say twenty minutes is is better. But generally thirty minutes is where we find the sweet spot. 
I would say this to those PMs who say 20 minutes is better for me. It may be because you're in an organization that's somewhat homogenous. And so your, your team members are a lot like you and they tend to be on the task focused side of things. Generally more true of IT and engineering and tech organizations, but not always. And, uh, uh, the 20 minute long, if you feel like your, your 20 minute long one on ones are incredibly efficient. You might discover that the purpose of a one-on-one is not to be efficient. We want them to be efficient, but the the purpose of it is to be effective building a relationship. And if you feel six months later after doing 20-minute long one-on-ones that you really know a great deal about how things are going, but you're not certain you have a better relationship with your directs, (laughs) then you're really not achieving the purpose of one-on-ones. You may be managing your time very effectively. Well done, you. Um, But that doesn't mean that you're achieving the the purpose that we intend, which is the real engine of success of the vast majority of highly effective executives that we know is incredibly strong relationships with their directs. Uh, And that's why we found 30 minutes, at least for the vast majority of managers, to work. Yeah, uh, and look, you schedule thirty minutes, and you might go forty-five periodically. It's not as if you need to uh, uh, flagellate yourself because you went forty minutes at a given time because you're really having a great conversation and running a problem to ground uh, with a particular team member. Yeah, do you find any difference in terms of where the one-on-ones are are held? Because we we tell people, hey, look, at, you know, face-to-face is better, but on the phone is just fine. But some yeah. PMs uh, PMs in general probably on average tend to probably have a smaller they may not have an office to begin with and they may have a smaller cube than most managers is there any difference there uh, no there's no difference the bottom line is no you can do it in your cube or you can do it on the phone phone works just fine i do think at some point we need to we need to do a one-on-one uh, on phones we have some specific guidance on that but but uh or we need to do a podcast on that and share our guidance but but i will say this um because it tends to be more task focused because we don't tend to talk about the future as much because we don't tend to talk about personal stuff as much although it does come up i have found that cubicles are even easier uh for pmo3s than for standard one-on-ones. Um, yeah. And, and I find that most, most technical organizations are, are pretty much okay with it. Now I have had people tell me, you know, I'm really hoping that I can get an office in order to do one-on-ones. And I just kind of chuckle and say, you you really don't need them. And he says, Oh yeah, but don't tell anybody. I still want an office. Um, (laughs) and I, you know, um, hire that person. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, the cubicle is fine. Phone is fine. Of course, if you have an office, do it. Just remember our, our guidance about one-on-ones is don't schedule a resource that you don't own because then you're creating a, a level, an extra level of step of complexity, which, which just reduces your likelihood of follow-through and uh, percentage success and completion on the one-on-ones. It's not worth it. Yeah, don't insert any obstacles between yeah. you and the one-on-one actually occurring. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. That's it. If you have any questions about the show, join us on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there. So long.